attention. The movie guys love movies. Any jokes made about how easy it is to read a teleprompter are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Jim Tarzana? Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazim. Who are you? To show them how to throw the discos. This ain't nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> Any one of those three would have done better with that name. Welcome, John Travolta, to the Hall of Indecipherables. That'll be Stallone's next movie, The Indecipherables. <laughs> and when that happened, Paul had to explain to me what he was trying to say, because I, d- I didn't know the artist. And her, her name is a little unique, but what it sounded it? like he really liked her, the way he did that oh. whole build-up about how great she was. He's he been a that? big fan for years. <laughs> Nailed that part. Yeah. And then he couldn't say her name. And theater geeks everywhere, their brains exploded. And what's her name, though? What's her Edina name? Edina Menzel. Edina Menzel. So I've been wanting to look at that in print oh. to try to figure out how did he get there. <laughs> if, you write how it, did, if you write it down, you'll be able to memorize it. it. <laughs> it's, that's a little trick I've learned, You've already Karen. misspelled it. There's no N. I-D-I-N-A. Well, see, this is where it all went wrong for Mr. Travolta. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a teleprompter. I, no. He hasn't blamed it. He though. read everything else perfectly. You would have said at least Idina Idina Menz. Yeah, I, this is this is what I'm getting at, is yeah. that to look at that name, now, how did he get to some, Adele Manzine? Now, this, I have to say, too, people have said, uh, oh, well, you know, he's dyslexic. And I said, yeah, but he said everything else perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So don't even. Hey, yeah. I am not going to make fun of the man because we're doing a show where there's <laughs> hard words coming. I'm surprised he didn't mention the number eight in the middle of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, just, just, Adina 1712 Menzel. His wig was too tight. He had his presenter's wig on. He had That's why I thought everything was going to go great. <laughs> presenter hair. He had yeah. presenter hair on. He switched from his sitting in the aisles <laughs> hair to the presenter hair. Yeah. Do you uh, suppose they asked him who he was wearing up here? <laughs> that would have been my first question. It's the Raquel Welch line. It's from the Elton John collection, right? <laughs> hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. And remember, sex and golf are the two things you can enjoy, even if you're not good at them. True. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club. Back here comfy in the Admirals Club after a weekend, the red carpet. Oh, right? yes. Located in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube absolutely free, and we encourage you to subscribe. And if you do, still no charge. Mm. We're also on one of the fastest growing internet radio stations out there, WBAD.net, where you can hear our show Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific. Also catch our movie reviews and articles on WBAD's website. And of course, TheMovieGuys.net. Your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves include myself, Paul Preston, here with Lee Caius and Karen Volpe. Lee's been out a couple of weeks. He is, he is back. Yes, happy to be here. Adam is out, though. <laughs> we can't get everybody together. But in his chair, the whole show is actor and comedian Vanessa Whitney. Hey, Vanessa Whitney. Hey-o. <laughs> and as ever, we will be all over our signature movie previews, giving you the heads up about everything coming to theaters this weekend. First up, 300 Rise of an Empire. Mm. Now there is a movie that's been made. <laughs> Followed by Mr. Peabody and Sherman, which in some circles is known as the best time travel animated movie since Free Birds. I don't travel in such circles, but get excited. And finally, a new film from the man Karen says we have to thank for hipsters. 
Did he birth hipsters? Who knows? But this is his latest movie. And so my life began. Junior lobby boy in training under the strict command of Monsieur Gustave H. Many of the hotel's most valued and distinguished guests came for him. I love you. I love you. She was dynamite in the sack, by the way. She was 84. Mm, I've had older. <laughs> the Grand Budapest Hotel, the latest from Wes Anderson. Harpsichord. Harpsichord, that's, that's what, what it is. That's what I was thinking of the mm. other night, uh, not mandolin. Well, I think yeah. later it becomes mandolin. Oh, does it become a mandolin? When they start running, I think it becomes a mandolin. Oh, right. When it's right. calm, when I Ray think finds, it's a harpsichord. When Ray finds it on the run. Either way, both the right instruments <laughs> yeah. for an, a Wes Anderson trade. Of trailer. course. Always. Yeah. Because they're instruments from hundreds of years ago. Or yesterday. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure. Exactly. I have no idea. That's his mistake. <laughs> he also yes. seems like a ukulele guy. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which or, is uh, pronounced ukulele. ukulele. I was just going right. to say. And he would call that out, too. <laughs> why do you know that? Because I've been to Hawaii. Because uh, it's, yeah. They they I've pronounce only the, the vowels there. You didn't uh, learn that in Hawaii? That's the first thing I tell you. No, we're... Busy going to the hot tub, and Uh-oh. there wasn't a lot of pronouncing. Yeah, we things. went on like 9 18 2001. Yeah. They it were was, just happy to see us. There was no one there but Paul and I. As a matter of fact, there were four hot tubs under these falls. And the first night there, we were in a hot tub, and we were the only two people that oh, oh. we thought in this resort. And so we're just kind of hanging out in the hot tub. And this other couple that must have been just married as well, they came over and they started out in the hot tub way over there. And then they kind of got, it was weird. There's no one there. Well, don't make eye contact. They're going to come over. The, no, well, they, they slowly just went to the next hot tub and they still felt uncomfortable. <laughs> and eventually they ended up in the hot tub with us talking about 9 11. So, so, how was that? They, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was so, going to say, wait, did you have spiced meats and mm. talk about your lovers? <laughs> That's yes, no, we talked about ukulele. Ukulele. Well, I would just think that joining a hot tub with two other people is what would be uncomfortable. I would no, move they out came over. of they the knew. hot tub. No, they came over, and then we just sat there, and we're like, so you guys were able to get your flight out? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Not in the immediate post-9-11 America, man. We were all That's tight. We, we were, were all accepted. That's right. right. We were all in the same hot tub together. Right. Now we're back to, like, hating everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the euphemism I hear a lot. It's America's like a b- one big hot tub. <laughs> it's like a bully of base. <laughs> they had uh, Schoolhouse Rock about that, right? The Great yes. American Hot Tub. The Great, great American Hot Tub. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly right. right. All the good stuff floats to the top. Oh, dear. Hey, Maybe uh, they were swingers, and we didn't pick up on it. No, they were swingers, <laughs> ding, and you didn't ding, pick up on it. They're migrating from hot tub to hot tub. Of course they're swingers. <laughs> that's right. Hey, so we're back comfortably here in the, uh, perhaps too comfortably, in the uh, Admirals Club a month from now. You guys should do a show in a hot tub. I totally am thinking we need to get a hot tub. We could write it off. The movie guy's hot tub. Write off the whole damn hot tub. Hot tub movie review. Could you imagine? Patent pending. Patent pending. (laughs) (laughs) Which is nothing special about except you're in a hot tub. So you can write it off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I like your plan. Um, But a month from now, we will be at the Phoenix Film Festival. Yay! (gasps) That's pretty exciting. You know, we'll be uh, looking at, I just found out that the lead movie, the opening night movie, is a movie called Locke, L-O-C-K-E, and it stars Tom Hardy. So I got Ooh. the whole list of movies that are coming. Nice. Tons of big- One uh, half of the Hardy boys. T- tons of, uh, <laughs> he's Bane. Oh, okay. Oh, and he's, oh. Uh, and he's uh, uh, from Inception, and he's- uh, Yes. He's awesome. Is he going to so, talk like girls? Perhaps. I hope he does. Perhaps he will. No, I think I think after that, it's like, I'm going to show my face as much as possible. Yeah. I thought about that in that movie about how he got cast as one of the leads, and you never. Get, I wouldn't recognize him on the street after that movie. No, mm-hmm. me either. Right? Oh, he was in Star Trek Genesis. Is that the name of it? Nemesis? As the uh, sort of evil Picard. 
But <gasps> uh, who knew? I mean, not, then he becomes now a thing. I know who and now you got to go back and go, oh, that's him. Plus, he was also like skinny. You know, now he's yeah, all yeah. buff and ripped. And uh, so anyway, hey, oh, speaking of uh, guys you like. Buff and ripped. I don't know if we were, but there's yes. a John, new Johnny Depp documentary <gasps> showing at the <gasps> What? Oh, <gasps> I like that very much. Yeah. A documentary about Johnny Depp? No, but it's a documentary Johnny Depp is doing is, about. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully Didn't it that's sound like there was a documentary I, about Johnny Depp? I was already there watching never, I don't think he'd allow there's it. There's more mystique for him to private. put together. Yes, yeah. Before his, uh, his whole he's story is told in a documentary. Uh, and uh, Jude Law's got a movie <laughs> playing there, so it's going to be lots of. Uh, you I know, love Jude Law. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. A, a while he's in the, the Grand Budapest Hotel. He's got very <gasps> narrow shoulders. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? This is your thing. On this him? is well. This is just all that. Not all, but it's one of the things I've noticed about him. I think it was in I Heart Huckabees. Is he in that movie? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's when I noticed his narrow shoulderage. He's shoulderage. Got gorgeous. I think blue it helps eyes, him though. play uh, Watson. Because you don't want to be like a big rugged right. stud. You can't. He's very British. He's Robert very Tiny like Jr. pasty and blue eyed and curly hair, and he's. Skinny. It's either that or his head is amazingly big. Sexy. That's what's that's happened to Matthew McConaughey. So Matthew oh, McConaughey yes. is a hottie patati, but he he's needs to gain a little now. of his muscle back because now he looks like a supermodel. He looks when creepy. they get big head and the girls are too mm-hmm. skinny. He looks creepy now. He does. Creepy. Name, all he in the name more. of. The craft, the, the craft, hmm? the that that movie. bad movie. Yes. So we're gonna have some uh, some big names uh, names in the films. I don't know who's gonna show up, of course, but um, and then tens, if not hundreds, of other films being shown uh, during that week. Uh, pretty excited. I'm gonna bring up the name of that uh, movie because now that I brought it up, I, I feel like I should lock correctly name uh, no, the Johnny Depp. Uh, oh, the documentary. Film. Yeah, it was a documentary. He's producing it. Yeah, and he's in it. It's him and another guy. Oh, that's very cool. And they oh, have so adventures. Adventures yeah, about with Johnny Depp. Wait, 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 wait a minute. None I of this sounds wait. right. So it's a documentary, <laughs> not about Johnny Depp, no. but featuring him. Hold sure. He's moment. probably where doing he like has the interviewing and the... Where he has adventures. Exactly right. Is there a magic watch that takes him through time? And, <laughs> and there's a dog who can talk. Is there, yes, there a talking pie. And then pie? there's a man who runs a hotel who has sex with old women. It's all coming Johnny into play. Johnny Depp yes. pays a call on his friend and hero, Ralph Steadman. Sure. And Oprah's we, boyfriend. We t- no. <laughs> and we take off on a high-spirited, raging, and kaleidoscopic journey, discovering the life and works of one of the most distinctive radical artists of the last 50 years. So this is about oh. an artist that Johnny Depp really digs, and he, he wow. joins him on this crazy adventure. And Remember? he would, in fact, say, I dig him, because Johnny Depp like is him. beatnik like that. Put this... In your mind, and remember it for the rest of your days. How's he say that? No one makes fun of Tim Allen. Tim Allen. On my watch. <laughs> a raging kaleidoscopic sounds painful. It's. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. A colonoscopy, uh, sorry. It sounds like a drug trip. So I already knew we had movies coming there with yeah. like Jillian Jacobs and uh, Jason Ritter great. and those type of folks. And now there's some I other big names that. coming. Again, and if you go to uh, phoenixfilmfestival.com, click on, uh, click on, slick on? Sure. Click on, uh, <laughs> view schedule, everything's up. So yeah. it wasn't up by the time we made our last... Uh, video that was uh, announcing all of the in-competition films. But now you can go there and you can see they've got, you know, from 10, 9 a.m. practically to 11 at night, they've got movies showing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the fest. And then, of course, Fantastic. the rest of the, the whole week of it as well. Will Johnny be there? He's going to be there. You know he's going to... I just hope it's not I love dry. him. 
It's going to be dry. It's Arizona. I like to stay supple. <laughs> I know. That's, that's where we need the hot tub. Yes. I was going to say, <laughs> you need to take the All right, let's get on to our uh, first film. There's lots to cover. Uh, not since the casting call for the failed stage production of the Village People's YMCA has there been this many sweaty, shirtless men standing in a line. It's our first film of a big three movie weekend, 300 Rise of an Empire. In 2006, the first 300 movie was released. Really? Eight years ago? Seems like we were goofing on this movie just a few weeks ago. No, Paul, that was Pompeii. Ah, right. So can we just use those jokes? Absolutely. Yeah, probably can't, but... Anyway, it was only a matter of time before the early morning infomercials for P90X and Insanity made the jump to the big screen. And so it is with the latest fitness phenomenon, 300. Apparently, the key to success of this workout is muscle pillaging. (laughs) I predict this will outsell the last Greek workout craze, abs of marble. <laughs> 300, Rise of an Empire, is the sequel to 2006's 300. Whereas the original 300 <laughs> starred enough manly oiled-up chests to fill a week's worth of Bear magazine, 300, Rise of an Empire, is that also. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 300, <laughs> Rise of an Empire, which I guess tested better as a title than 600, <laughs> Tells the story of Themistocles as he prepares for a sea battle against his enemies, colonoscopies, I guess, <laughs> and Bicycles, who I guess is the god of going both ways. <laughs> then Xerox, the godman of Persia, joins with amnesia. Paul, Paul I, I, don't, I don't think any of that's true. I don't either. I'm don't just kind right. of struggling here, Lee. I'm really having trouble with these names and places. Boys, boys, boys. It's simple. The sequel tells the story of the Battle of Artemisium, which was concurrent with 300's Battle of Thermopylae between the Greeks and the Persians. Part of the film will also focus on the Battle of Salamis, home to the mythical hero Ajax. Involved in the battles will be Xerxes I of Persia and Artemisia I of Caria, who Queen Gorgo of Sparta pits against Themascales. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, ladies. I would have got there. Yeah. Paul, you were very close with colonoscopies. What we're trying to say is there hasn't been this much smack talk about the Greeks since Phi Delta Theta took out Kappa Sigma in flag football. <laughs> now, while Green Screen the movie was not directed by Zack Snyder, it is shot with the exact same style, so the movie feels dated, and you'd swear the effects were from 2006. Yeah, yeah and I haven't heard of anyone in this movie, so they all must be great on Game of Thrones. <laughs> The film covers events before, during, and after the first 300. So it's a sequel and a prequel in what they're calling a freaky dequel. <laughs> One of the taglines for Thunder from Down Under, the movie, is, we would rather die on our feet than live on our knees. Well, some men and women make a very good living on their knees. Mm-hmm. You know, bricklayers, carpet installers, <laughs> whores. Whores. <laughs> <laughs> This is the movie franchise that brought us Gerard Butler, without whom there would be no Olympus Has Fallen. So, there's that. And ladies, now's your chance to see a 300 movie, because there are going to be plenty of good seats as no guys will be sitting next to each other. <laughs> and even if it's sold out, you could scoop up one of those not-a-homo seats. There you go, that's 300, everybody. Rise of an Empire. That's That's not 300. It's 300 Rise of an Empire. Mm-hmm. Totally is there a colon there? Different things. It's going to be a rise out of my Isn't the deal that we decided the colon lets more shit pass through? Shit, that's right. Yep, just like the colon in the body. I have no I, I have absolutely no interest in this one. I didn't like I didn't want to see the first one. I heard it was a success, but I do want to say something about the green screen. Yes. Because 
no sets were harmed in the making <laughs> of this movie. There was no set designing, dressing, no plants removed. Does that does that make it harder to act? Oh yeah. Yeah. I would think so. thank so. God they don't have to act in this movie, right? There's no That's acting right. in the movie either. I, I gotta say that I said this one other time and I kind of think it's true. We give, uh, I pick on people in this movie just because I think it's a silly movie and I won't go see it. But, and I, I, I love Meryl Streep. She's so amazing. But I almost think Meryl Streep has it easier because when she's mad at Julia Roberts, she's yelling at Julia Roberts. Yes. When these people are talking to the underworld ghost of orangeness or whatever the hell it is and then a big dragon. It's a rather orange movie. You're right. Yeah, whatever it is, th- that thing's not there. And so they have to make it up. And I'm almost wondering if they talk to an actual thing they'd be better usually yeah they it's uh, not fair it would be really tough i think although i i'm i'm torn because i have friends who work in visual effects digital effects and so i'm thrilled for them because i think oh "Oh, hooray for the work for you but as lee said it takes away so much work from you know people who work construction and they design the sets and they build the set and and can you really get that angry at a muppet because that's what you're looking at, right? Like just like a It's a tennis ball. It's a dude. tennis ball with ping pong balls stuck to it. Mm-hmm. That's what you're yelling at. It's and that's so, what's about to kill you. It's impressive that they act really scared. So it's a lot of imagination. A lot and, of imagination. And uh, and drugs. Yeah, and that's that's something that I've I have heard um uh, uh, uh oh gosh, what's his name? Noah um something rather Russell Crowe? No. Noah Baumbach? No. From uh from Noah Wild? Never Ending Story. Uh, he Noah just, Hathaway. Noah Hathaway. He well, no wonder said, you were struggling. For <laughs> no, <that>. Jesus. <laughs> Noah Hathaway from pulled his ass out no, of nowhere. He has Good said. He has said that it was so incredible to actually have the things there. You know, because that's kind of the last era that they they really um, had practical effects instead of the digital stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, Falcor was there. They he laid on top of this big you know animatronic thing and um i i think it's so much better to do it that way because it's there guillermo del toro's still doing it though in fact we used to work at universal and we sat there talking love about him. all the practical effects used in hellboy 2 love uh, love know, love he, he's, but he, he didn't he do a, that with uh pacific rim no right? he didn't build giant he robots went, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah but so a lot cool. of the monsters awesome. from hellboy 2 were right out of the you know right out of the cantina yeah. it seemed but the next the question is how far away when i saw this preview and i watched the other preview as well um why even bother with actors? Are, are we close enough to just get rid of actors and just cartoon yeah. everybody? Hey, sh- it's hard no, enough to get a, a part now that all of the movie stars are doing TV. That's Come my on. concern, right? N- yeah. Well, but they still have... That's that's how I think uh, sort of um, motion capture sort of helps, um, though, because they discovered when, you know, Andy Serkis did that, oh, it really helped the character because then they did have... An actor and expressions to go with, you know, Gollum and, and the, the apes, apes mm-hmm. and right, but, everything. But he's the full on mocap movies are are not at their peak right now. I want to yeah. say they're dead, but they might come back. But even Robert Zemeckis made Flight and kind of said, you know, Beowulf, you know, Christmas Carol, whatever. I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm Polar Express might be done with those. You know, Mars Thank Needs God. Bombs buried the shit out of a whole studio <laughs> that Flight, was doing yes, a Flight lot of was that horrible. Kind of stuff. Do you suppose no. that uh, Ray Harryhausen was having this discussion with friends like, it's never going to get better than this, guys? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Miniatures attacking yeah, Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. I was thought, when we this. first saw this movie, I thought that this looks like Lord of the Rings, only with really hot guys. Guys, instead of like short little hairy men, so I did like that aspect of this movie. But it also oh. has the homosexual overtones, like uh, no, no. Bilbo like and Bilbo. Samwise Gamgee. Yeah. That's right. Overtone, least, undertone. 
I'm under, just saying undercarriage. At Hello. least the, the actors in this film, the men have all manscaped. That's all I'm saying. So it's of fantastic. movies you wouldn't see, this is better. This is better. The, okay, Lord this would Rings, this come Lord after Lord of the Rings and after The Hobbit. Okay, so they're hotter, would, and and it comes after Avatar. Like Karen. I would no, it comes before those. I would see this before right. those. Right, yeah. exactly. So Sorry. these are okay. So yeah, but who smells better, The Hobbit or these guys? These guys, because Hobbits are hairy, and come hairy on, traps we've odor. all been there. Yeah. Hair traps. Come odor. on, yeah. Traps the odor. You Feet know. Are hairy. Ew. If your feet aren't plus, stinky enough. Plus, right. these guys all go to the baths afterwards. Oh, yeah. Well, look, this, here's a little yeah. something that's trying to bring in the, the straight crowd. Um, because they obviously came out. <laughs> 300 was a huge hit back in 06 or yep. 07, I think it came out. And so they everybody, I don't know how, came out to see this. At a weird time of the year, too, in, in March. So they're just trying to repeat history and see if they can make the money again. But they're bringing them in with some heavy metal. Listen to That'll this bit it. of the trailer. Ah. I'll attack the Greeks with my entire navy. Just like witches at Black Masses. He has sold that soul to death himself. In the fields of bodies burning. I mean, Ozzy would bring, bring me right there. Yep. As the war machine keeps turning. That's badass. That is really cool. That's very awesome. I will go to that. I'd see yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Turns out it doesn't matter what uh, rock music you put in there. I just love rock and roll. A breeze became a wind. A wind, my brothers of sacrifice. Yeah! Cat Vikings, right here. A wind of justice. A wind of vengeance. Is that Cypher Rage? <laughs> that, that was uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh, that was Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. And, and my, but my favorite band is, of course, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Nothing will stop the march of my empire. <laughs> right? This, yeah. I'm seeing all this movie. Even better. Yeah, that's better. I yep. love rock and roll, man. They don't use enough of it in trailers. They're always playing that. Now listen, there's there's also a place for Skrillex. It's okay. Don't be Skrillex. Yeah. What the hell? Wait a minute. You gave it a name? What was that? No, it's a it's a. Enough. Enough. They make the music. They make the Skrillex. They make the music. Sounds like a. They're a group that makes the. I took Skrillex because I had a runny nose. It, can, it, it sounds like a whiteout material. You got to go right to bed after Skrillex. Oh my kids, God. kids, you know who I mean. It's okay. She babysits. She must be around <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, at least uh, 300 Rise of an Empire gives gay guys an answer to why they are wandering around Santa Monica Boulevard in a leather loincloth and sandals. <laughs> it's the new Halloween costume. <laughs> so we wanted to know uh, what the WeHo community thought of this film. Oh, right? oh yeah. I'm excited. The, the kids are calling it. Uh, let's find out in another edition of West Hollywood Movie Review. Now, we have on the phone here. Oh. Uh, well, it's actually on the ISDN line, oh. so uh, because we're fancy in the Admirals Club. Uh, and let's uh, talk to our uh, our West Hollywood reviewer and see what they have to say about 300 Rise of an Empire. Now, first of all, 
They're all very toned over there, right? Yes, of course. West Hollywood, so, yes. Yeah. I got kicked out because I gained four pounds. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So my first question would be, hi there. If you're with us, uh, I want to ask you, if, you're, if someone's going to the movies, what do you recommend concessions-wise? But let me just say this to your viewers. Watch what you're eating tomorrow. The most important thing is your family and friends, oh. not how much stuffing. And listen to this sound when you eat too much and the buttons pop. Oh, okay. Stuffing well, at a, a theater. That's, a, that's an <laughs> that's interesting... That's an aggressive yeah, film goer. You know why? Because in West Hollywood, they have very nice things. They oh, have yes. stuffing yeah. at a theater. Fondue, yeah. stuffing. Mm-hmm. There's probably a whole uh, brie, so, so brie Let me table. ask you, uh, who should go in, uh, and see this movie? More obese kids. Well, oh. that's oh. give them something to shoot for us. Well, yes. it's, a, it's a shaming of... Yes. Yeah. A shaming of them. Now, this is a story, of course, about the uh, 300 people who were protecting as best they could, Sparta, from the attack of the Persians. So it was like 300 people versus a nation. Uh, did, they, uh, did they deserve to uh, inherit the earth, these, uh, these Persians, who eventually win? When you're overweight or you feel different or you don't fit in, you have low self-worth. But when you have self-worth, you inherit the earth. So the oh. Persians had well, I, I don't know if it's self-worth. I don't know, though, Paul. I don't know if we should call all Persians fat. I mean, that's what... I don't want to uh, mark you as saying that. So, oh, okay. uh, but listen, what we're really talking about is that the movie is uh, an escapist, right? It's an yes. escape thing, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You now, we live in a world with a lot of stress. It's true. That is I would true. be stressed out if I was being attacked by 300 really hot guys with lots of muscles. Or I'd fat be, Persians. I'd be pleased, <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> we live in a world where everybody is bullying. And yeah, what do you think of them? It's horrifying. But, you know, I'm I never with you. you this story. But when <laughs> Somebody walk into the room with them? And all Catholics... All Catholic boys high school. When I went Wait to a minute, Miami, this is the Greeks. The star, they would put light They're all the same under care. and put a flame to it. Wait a minute. They would light him on fire? I guess. I mean, he's just What's going happening? I'm just trying to get your opinions on the film. I've really. always been for the underdog. Okay, oh, okay. perfect. Well, he now we're getting back Bill to what Murray we're talking movies. about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so do you feel, feel this film uh, represents that well? I feel like I'm inside a jukebox. <laughs> okay. You know, it, it could be because... Moon hits oh, Jesus. We're just wow. trying to get a review here. It's because it's about the Greeks This happens and every time I try and get the West Hollywood uh, movie yeah. review going on here. You knew you better, Paul. I take my clothes off. Okay. Oh, well, that's... he'd be perfect in the movie. Okay, well, we're going to let you go because you're just kind of going. Bless you and your family. Say hello to them. Hi, okay, but before goodbye, you go, wait a minute. You. I want to get one thing accomplished with the West Hollywood movie review. Mm-hmm. Give me just your quick thoughts, please. Sum up the film for me in one sentence. Spank time. Okay. West Hollywood movie review, everybody. Well, it's right. He he is right. That is spank time. Spank time for both the people, both sexes can spank off to this movie. That's right. Well, thank God he called it. But we do need to talk about why a straight guy would go and see this. By himself with another straight guy. Violence. Oh, I guess Sword play. Machismo. Naked men beating each other up. There's one hot woman. Yeah, she's kind of hotty. There's, there's two. There's Eva There's uh, Green, two, everybody. Eva Green and Lena Headley. They're both in there. You know what? Why are we... Headley. Why is this a conversation? Because I just thought about this. How many times do Vanessa and I have to sit through an entire movie of every woman being hot, and you get a fat, schlumpy guy, and like right. one guy who's sort of cute in that boy next door way. Yeah, and right. we have to sit there and lock up all these naked hot chicks. That's right. So we're... This what is, movie is this, Karen? I need a, to go to movies with you. It <laughs> happens all the time. If you watch yeah. like um, Best Friend's Holiday or some oh, movie yeah. about a bunch... I you call it that. That's right. Whatever it is. Best Man's Holiday. I know exactly all what you're talking All of about. the women are hot. Yeah. And the men are whatever. Yeah. The best... 
man holiday? Well, the men are hot in that too. Diggs. Th- those dudes are big. Yeah. But you know what I mean. I do know uh, what you mean. It's true. I do. It's true. Adam Sandler no, and Selma Hayek. Yeah. Yes. That's what you're it's, talking yes. about. Yes. Or, or and we have to accept it. Yes. And we accepted it as no big deal. And now we're like, there's only two. The holiday Jack Black. He's a chubby dude. And he's like, and well, you got Jude Law who's, but you, but. Narrow show. Can get one Jude Law. This whole movie's Jude Law. Yeah. Exactly. Jude Law. That's right. With the narrow shoulders. Yeah, yeah. That's no. right. No. We've come full circle. Can we talk about different movies? We yes. can. Our next film, oh. skewing towards a different demographic. Jeez. Although that Peabody seems a little gay. <laughs> it's Mr. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> Adhering to the edict that everything must get animated. No matter how small the audience or how tepid the demand, Mr. Peabody and Sherman draws the short straw, narrowly avoiding Marmaduke 2 and Family Circus 3D. This is going to be a great version of the Saturday morning cartoon classic Mr. Peabody and Sherman, for those of you not at all familiar with Mr. Peabody and Sherman. (laughs) Now, in the original J. Ward cartoon from the 1950s, Mr. Peabody sounded like David Hyde Pierce. But here, they've cast Ty Burrell from Modern Family. Well, why not... David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> I, I assume this was cast from the Jason Lee sounds like underdog school of thought. But but it also features the voice of Patrick Warburton, whose voice should be in everything. You really wouldn't believe how many animated movies came out this year without his voice. It's a shame, really. Yeah. Now, the mythology of the story is of a dog who adopts a boy, which sounds a little ridiculous until you hear the logic the movie applies to overcome that particular plot point. If a boy can adopt a dog, I see no reason why a dog cannot adopt a boy. This sort of movie logic is rather common. A boy being adopted by a dog? Well, not since my two dads as a preteen had so much splaining to do about their home life. (laughs) Young Sherman gets in trouble at school for biting a female classmate, Penny. Must have learned that from his father. Eventually, Penny's family visits Peabody and Sherman to sort things out. So what, they got the plot for a kid's movie from God of Carnage? In an attempt to win her affection and get on Penny's good side, he decides to try and impress her by showing her the Wayback Machine, a time travel device invented by Peabody. What a guy won't do to get laid. (laughs) We'll literally go back in time and alter history if we think there's even a chance we'll get some action. Mr. Peabody and Sherman has this... 21st century cartoon sheen on it. It looks like every other cartoon out there, like The Crudes, Kung Fu Panda, Madagascar, as if every character is now going to the same school and they're totally forced to dress alike. Is this in 3D, Paul? It's a movie, isn't it? There you go. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Wow. I never heard of this. I apparently did not get that channel on the TV. We only got two channels. It was right along with uh, uh, um, Tennessee Tuxedo. Yes. And now, did you know Tennessee Tuxedo? Nope. Bullwinkle. Nope. No? It's all the same channel, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, my God. And his friend Chumbly. Yes. No idea yeah. what a Chumbly is. A walrus. He was a walrus. See? And I he was thought really it was dumb. a dog. Tennessee Tuxedo was really smart. Uh, was he Don, uh, Don Adams? Don Adams? Uh, Jay yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> 
Chumbly? Tennessee Tuxedo. That's right. No, I watched Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. Wait Till Your Father Gets Home? That's what I watched. It came out of Canada. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. There was a show called Wait Till Your Father. Wait Till Your Father Gets. Wait Till Your Father Gets. Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. Is it all about getting hit by dad when he gets home? Sort of. So you do something stupid and then dad comes and whacks you? Kind of. just follow a dog through time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying I was psyched about it, but that's what I was watching. This from the Canadians? I'm surprised. The Canadians, yeah. That was something, though, I will say, uh, we always wondered, you know, where were Sherman's parents? That they were fine with him just every week just disappearing? Well, he was adopted. That's his Paul dad. gave us the mythology. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was actually in the original cartoon. In the original yeah, cartoon, he adopted. was adopted by him. Yeah. Oh. Yes, he was an orphan. Now, see, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned that. And I got to tell you, it was a very cute cartoon. We were watching it, and then Paul turned it off, and I was sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry. We didn't watch the whole thing. It's true. I wonder if it they ever good. got visits from... You know, people who came to check in on Sherman and make sure. <laughs> like the orphanage. Mr. They probably just he skipped that because they got like Da Vinci to meet. Yeah. I always loved, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was on, I can't remember if it was on The Simpsons or if it was on uh, Family Guy or whatever. They did sort of a little tribute to <laughs> the two of them. And uh, Sherman says I can tell you like, which one it was on. If it was funny, it was The Simpsons. I think it was funny. Continue. Okay. So, but he, he, like Sherman was being all know it all and everything. And finally, Mr. Peabody just turns to him and goes, Quiet, you. And I always <laughs> loved that. It was on, it was, I think it was The Simpsons. And it was just beautiful, a little cartoon moment. I'm so. already disappointed in this movie and I won't go see it. <laughs> what? No, it's, it's David because, High Pierce. No, Paul and I talked about this. They, they completely missed the boat on this. And I think Ty Burrell's one of the reasons. And when, whenever something like this happens, when like a Ty Burrell, who, who, yeah, I know, Modern Family, but who, Ty Burrell, Orange Juice Guy, gets a really great... He does that Orange Juice ad. Does he? Okay. Yeah, it's, exactly. He's funny, though. Sure. He's funny, though, um, but... You could just tell that there was so much lobbying going on behind yeah. the scenes. Like, yeah. somebody's agent needed, owed somebody a favor. And it's s- Disney. There is a dead Very hooker much. being uh, hidden in somebody's trunk right now, and that's why Ty Burrell has this <laughs> gig. He saw it happen, and he's not ratting anybody out. Yeah. Yeah, it really should have, in my opinion, it should have been David Hyde Pierce, but I know lots of teetering and tottering goes. Yeah. So. Huge hit, though. Think the kids will come out? Are they still going to see Lego Movie? Uh, let's see. What's the competition? A bunch of sweaty men or a Wes Anderson movie? Yes, <laughs> th- it'll be fine. <laughs> I think they'll still go see the Lego Movie. I think they'll go see it again. You know, the Croods made money this time last year. A ton of money that I didn't even think it would. The That's because parents are getting sick of their kids being inside with the snow days and, and stuff. And yeah. let's just, mm-hmm. I want a quick shout out to a movie that I think didn't make too much money. It, it made some, but uh, Turbo, it was a great animated film. It was, it, it's it's a little LA specific, but great. Bit urban and fun. And I fully expected that movie the to blow. Mu- the, and, and the music was fantastic. Well, the movie and was the, hilarious. It was great. Are we talking about 300 again? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We've moved on the to move Turbo. Blowing? The movie blowing? The movie blowing, yes. But you know blowing. what? When a movie like Mr. Peabody versus Sherman comes out, it does give us another chance to play Borscht Belt Movie Reviews. Oh, yes. yeah. Way back, machine. I'd like to go way back and get my $12 back. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this way back machine would take me to see Back to the Future instead. <laughs> My friend told me this film was from DreamWorks. I said, if your dreams work so well, why don't you go back to bed instead of taking up our time with this movie? <laughs> Last time I saw a talking dog, I was drunk, and I wish I was again. I would have enjoyed the movie more, that's for sure. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing better than Pocono's humor. Uh, Pocono's right in the heart of the borscht belt. Isn't it? I thought that's a whole same thing. <laughs>
thing. It's the same thing. It kind of Come is. Come on. Oh, isn't it up there? It's Catskills. Yeah. It's Catskills. giving me a hard yeah. time. But you're in New York. Have you been to the Catskills? I grew up in the Catskills. You grew up in the Catskills? Yeah. Yeah. He, in that whole valley, they have all these crazy Indian names. He yeah. was from Oneonta. Yeah. Which, what was the name of your crazy county? Uh, Otsego. Near Oswego and, and Otigo. Yes. And I in grew up in... Otskadella, <laughs> because that takes Delaware, Otsego, and, Sk- and Schoharie counties, puts them together yeah. into the Otskadella region. Ah, the tri-county... <laughs> tri- leather stocking area <laughs> of upstate New York. Wait a minute. Did you did you teach dancing one summer to a small girl played by Jennifer Grey? Yes. <laughs> I did. As a matter of fact. Have you did. been to the Catskills, Vanessa? I have not. It is look. weird, weird, right? It's, oh, it is. It's very moldy. It's not charming. Uh, <laughs> okay. So when Paul and I were working at a Renaissance Fair, I didn't say Renaissance Fair. Okay, I covered up my mouth as I said that. Um, we lived in the Poconos, which is very similar. It's just a little south of this whole thing. Mm. And everything was very moldy. And the greatest thing ever is that it was the honeymoon capital <gasps> of whatever. And Niagara. These little fuck farms. I kid you not. They, oh, the little, the little huts? Yeah. Oh, my God. You would go. We were like, oh, there's you know, all these different resorts where people mm. would get married and go to the Poconos for their honeymoon. And we thought, oh, it must be charming and wonderful resorts. No. Creepy. You, it's creepy. We went up to this one and it's all like in the boat Bates Motel where you mm-hmm. pull up to the room and the door and they're just a string, string of, of those rooms. Of windowless rooms. <laughs> windowless rooms. <laughs> Champagne glass shaped uh, oh. bathtubs. bathtubs. Oh. Creepy. I remember driving through because I had an uncle who uh, grew up in the Catskills and they have a farm. Creepy and they or the it. greatest thing ever. Go ahead. Yeah, yes. that's true. And, and the other thing that they have... Um, are just little huts, right? Like you'll, some places are right. Like you'll go to like a campground, mm-hmm. and there'll be this pool that's mostly green water, yeah. and a rickety fence around it, and then little fuck huts, like you said. Like we little... lived in those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, we all had a roommate. They put our theater company in. Yeah one of those that wasn't being used anymore. And it oh. had a main and house. vacation. <laughs> it was used for us. It had a main house in them. the middle. And then all around it were two, uh, these little huts and they all had a front door and a little window. And then we there were two bunks in there and then we would share a room. And mine, I'm such a dork that mine was the only one I dug out in front of it and I bought some little plants and it had a little garden <laughs> and it had a little stone Aww. walkway and everybody else's looked like shit. You're putting too much effort into it. Yeah, I did not have that. It's like it's <laughs> like the place in um, uh, vacation as well. This will mm-hmm. be your place, Ananda. Yes. Right, now, speaking of, uh, speaking, of, yes. Uh, speaking of times gone by, <gasps> uh, I want to go in the way back machine here for the movie guys and ask you this question. If you could go back in time to any year your favorite year in movies where you would just get to watch all of the movies that mm-hmm. year and consider yourself totally full. What year would that be? I think we decided for me it was 84 last night, right? It was Goonies, not Goonies, it was uh, Gremlins and Breakin'. That was 84. <laughs> those are the those are the deal breakers for <laughs> well, you? He, but here, here's why, and I want to be, I want to explain <laughs> not, not myself. Not Amadeus? Or, no. Okay. Because there was such a magical thing for me about going to the movies as as a 10 11 year old boy that doesn't exist anymore right because you mean a 3 year old yes yeah, sorry sorry hollywood <laughs> uh, when i was 3 destiny directors are listening in 1982 <clears throat> yeah so 
there is it was such a magical experience to do that back then. Not going to the movies right now for me, Grandpa Caius just cannot handle it anymore, right? So it's just a <laughs> well, big because now you're afraid you're gonna get shot. I'm gonna get shot. There's gonna be a kid in the aisle. Something's gonna happen to the someone's picture. gonna be watching their yeah, phone. I'm gonna you have to have yell you. at them. Yeah, what? I, I, you're right. I never cared about any of that. Back. I when you're know, going to kid, me never thought like about ten that. years of my life where well, I didn't went to the movies. I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. That's it was because like, uh, people were courteous. That's because yeah. people didn't have cell phones. Yeah. Yep. It's because you really felt like you were in this cocoon of safety and yeah. no one could get you for two hours. I'm protected. But thank God, because I'm going to be like on Endor and yeah, all this. You know, right. I got shit to do. And so, it was also, a movie was a special occasion. Oh, now it's, very it's like, special. Ah, if we don't get there, uh, we'll buy it on DVD. And the other thing mm-hmm. is, like I said the other night, is that the stuff you saw on the movie screen was stuff you could only see in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're seeing that on TV. We're seeing it on our computers. We're, we're going to see that. that in our car when our parents are driving on the screen. Uh, yes, thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, kids. So do you ever do that move, though? So 84. Come on, you do that move. You're in traffic, and you pull up behind the SUV, and you see yes! a movie, and you're trying to... I'm pull, a movie guy. Name it. I gotta like, name I'm going to name that, that movie. If I don't name it real quick, I'm really disappointed in myself. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I'm busy passing that person most of the time. Um, so I'm going to jump right on here, then, uh, onto his back, because mine's 84 as well. And um, I'm guessing not breaking, breaking no. in the gremlins. <laughs> no, it's the it's a very strange. Well, it's a great reason and a strange reason. In 1984, I saw Ghostbusters, which yes. greatest comedy ever. And I'm so thankful that that was one of the first comedies I ever saw in a theater because it really was full of greatness right. and Set great actors high. and great acting and, and combining styles. There's so many things that so were again, wonderful about it. So again, you were four at the time. I was time. four years so old my... and I could appreciate the comedy <laughs> that was happening. So not only was that happening, but I, and I love Ghostbusters. I saw it 10 times in the theater, which was a big deal because I lived out in the country and in order to go to the movie theater, you had to drive 45 minutes each way. I was way too young to drive and the reason nonetheless, I you were driving. N- nonetheless, I got on the tractor and I drove. <laughs> the reason I was seeing the movie so many times is for a really horrible reason. And I told Bill Murray the story and he thought it was great. Uh, I was going to the nearest town where the hospital was because my dad had a massive heart attack and he had a pacemaker put in. So I was just a little kid who was trying to deal with he had died and they brought him back to life. We were told he was dead, they brought him back to life. So now I'm at the hospital every day, and my mom, and, and we're just waiting, hoping the pacemaker will work. So you you can't keep your kid at home, because I was too young, so I would go to the hospital with her, and she'd be there with my brothers, and she'd say, here's some money, just take her to the movies. And I saw Ghostbusters over and over and over, because it was the only thing that would make me forget about my dad. Wow. Yeah. That's a great story. And yeah. I remember when he told Bill Murray that. Yeah, he even he asked me. Cooler. He was like, is your dad okay now? Back then he was okay now. Since then he's <laughs> passed away. But Bill Murray is very cool. And I also have to say that was the same year as Footloose. Which, uh, come on. I okay. saw that in the so theater. The, I saw that in the car, the drive-in. Yeah. Oh, One of the biggest soundtracks yeah. of all time. Like, so but when that, that probably set the bar for like all the ones that would come. Like Bodyguard. And, <sighs> and when you realized, you know, you went... Oh, Kevin Bacon is really good. Yeah. Wow, Lori Singer is awful. <laughs> she was horrible. <laughs> I, God, when she was we bad. when we saw that at the drive-in because uh, they would play movies at the theater, then later they'd play it in the drive-in. You could watch both. Yeah. I remember my friends and I. We would get out and dance on the hood of the van. Everybody was dancing on the hood of the car. Yeah, it was fucking cool. I would have been so grounded. <laughs> <laughs> no man, they were having a man. blast. 
I got to jump a couple of years ahead yeah. and say, uh, because I think all of us are picking years in our lifetime because it means so much to go and yeah. see these. I mean, we, we could say 1948 was so great, right. you know, but 39 <laughs> was amazing, right? Gone right. of the Wind and Wizard yeah. of Oz. I mean, That's you could probably right. go through and find yeah. a whole bunch of other movies that are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But it was something about going and seeing all these movies. 87 for me. Um, That's a good one, Which too. was what? When That's, I was seven. Yes. Uh, I could go on. My... Third favorite film of all time, Broadcast News, came out that year. There's no way, though, you were appreciating that at that time. Oh, I was. Oh, he was. was ahead of its time. Yeah. Oh, I love Albert Brooks. He's my hero. Again, you were By then, I had already though. appreciated Lost in America. Exactly. I am a smart kid. How dare you put baby in a corner? Didn't we talk about this? <laughs> I'm right. from the Catskills. That's right. Um, so, besides that, I mean, you got Lethal Weapon, one of the greatest action yeah. films of all time. The Princess Bride, a top ten for So me. many different styles that year. Yeah. It's the Untouchables. So yeah. Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. Moonstruck. Yeah. These were great films. Great Wall film. Street. Mm. Broke up with a girl after watching Princess Bride because she didn't get it. <gasps> good, good for you. For you. Yes. I, I've had, I have two right of those thing. in my life. The two. Smart boy. Two, uh, oh, I thought I was giving a high five there. Boy, I totally got hung, uh, hung there out it to is. dry there. I was pointing at you. But I have I two of those. It. Princess Bride, I ended it with uh, Tracy Van Owen. And um, I said, sayonara. She didn't get it. And then some years later, uh, sorry, Kathy Macy, but we had to end it because Rushmore. She didn't get Rushmore. Oh, oh. oh see. Hello, Kathy. Bill Murray's in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's wrong. That's special, all you need Special to know. note for uh, yeah. um, The Big Easy as well, one of the great underrated yeah. cop mm. movies of all time great, with great uh, Dennis Quaid and Ellen Barkin. And John Goodman. Yeah. Sexy oh, movie, Dennis too. Quaid. Totally There's sexy. a lot of sexy movies that year. Yeah. Dennis Ellen Barkin, yeah. Quaid. Yeah. My brother has his hand. What's the whole thing? Uh, Johnny, is, Johnny has his hand. I bake bread, 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 and I sweat. And I shovel dough out of this stinking hole in the wall. <laughs> and I should just be so happy. Huh, sweetie? <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Like a Before Nicholas he went Cage nuts, man. The killed it in, uh, in uh, Moonstruck. And oh was terrible in the crew. You come from my brother Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, uh, Ronnie Camerary. And so you, mm. Vanessa? All right. Yes. Uh, 1986. Oh, for me. there you go. Shoot it to A few good men? Uh, no, uh, for me. It's 92. <laughs> no, Damn. you guys are going uh, to. How do I not know there's that? A, there's a few of them. There's. Um, mm. Okay. Two, because it totally appealed to the, oh, the girl in me, the girly, like, yay. Yes. Labyrinth and Pretty in Pretty Pink. Pretty Pink, I oh, knew it. So good, oh. so good. But Pretty in Pink. So good, I know, oh. right? Oh, It just so reached in and hugged and so me, beautiful. my soul. <laughs> yeah. It just did. Oh, it said, so even though no one likes you, you're okay. That's right. <laughs> so, so good. And... I did with my mom for prom. I did. Yeah. Oh, so, so gorgeous. <clears throat> and, um, uh, and it also marked a year for three films that I saw that I felt like an adult. Uh, well, one Ferris Bueller's day off because it was kind of like, Great Oh, movie. you got to see that. Oh, you know, cause some people didn't get to see mm-hmm. it cause it was a little adult. Um, but the other two, Platoon. Oh, mm-hmm. I still I saw haven't Platoon. seen that all the way through. Oh, God. Broke my heart. Uh, but my I felt like a grown-up. I was like, wow, I saw a grown-up movie. And I saw it with my sister. Thank you, Shanley, for taking me to see this. Aliens. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It And I, I had the only experience I had with Alien, because I was very young when that came out, you know, like you you know the oh, right. alien coming through his yeah. tummy, John Hurt's tummy and all that stuff. And you go, oh, gosh, that's just terrifying. But Aliens, I saw it, and I I literally picked my feet up off the theater floor almost the entire film because it was so intense and and it wasn't <gasps> in three D. No, no. And, Cameron, and Cameron 
James Cameron said, I'm going to show you the alien because you didn't see a whole lot of them in the first yes. movie, and I'm going to show you the shit out of the alien. <laughs> That's right. comes a ton of them. And then when Alien 3 came out, you didn't see the alien much. You're like, no, I'm sorry. I need what I saw mm-hmm. from the aliens. Just do you remember that when Ripley goes down looking for Newt, and 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 she sees the queen, and she just goes bloop with oh, that egg, yeah. and you're like... <gasps> <laughs> and, and she's just standing there and she looks around and you're like oh my god she's surrounded and then they all start to just open Ew. up and you're like and then she just does the <gasps> with the flamethrower yeah! oh it's so good shit. that and the fly came out the fly. Uh, and 20th Century Fox put I'm, out both those movies and they would go out as a double feature after they had run for a while right. so late in the summer you could go see Aliens the fly double feature that was a great double I, feature st- I, and it was just I mean I, and with people on and on dancing yeah. on the top Stand of by me, cars Top Gun <clears throat> Top Gun People Blue Velvet boy. Total oh, cutting that edge That is the film. only Tom Cruise movie I do not like Top Gun. I know what? you are a Tom Cruise I'm a, what? Top Gun It's a little much It's you know what? Watch. I think I know what would help that 300 movie. If it started with all of them, yes. If they started all dressed like Tom Cruise in that movie, and then they took their clothes off. That's right. They that. could all slide in oh, to I, a rock and roll about song. It. Think about it. That would be hot. Strip. All right. Well, yeah. we have uh, one more movie to get to. Before we hit it, a quick note about WBAD.net, we mentioned at the top of the show. You can listen to the showcast and read our articles and reviews there. Uh, since it's a growing internet radio station with 100,000 plus listeners every week, it's a great place to advertise. Advertise! And now it's the time as WBAD has great introductory rates. Just head to their website, click Advertise, and fill out the form to get started. That's WBAD.net mm-hmm. and use the promo code MOVIE. For us, because you heard about them on the movie, guys. That's and us. you can secure yes. these great rates in March to get the word out about your business on a place where now it's it's you know it's an evolving market. Internet radio is getting hundreds of thousands of hits out there for WBAD.net alone. So have people see your stuff on there. You have your marching orders. Get out there and do it. Uh, but on to our final new release of the weekend of March 7th. Wes Anderson is back, though we're not really sure if he means it. He's ironic. Uh, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. New Bill Murray movie. New Bill Murray movie. New Bill Murray movie. <laughs> Get out your pastels. It's time for more Wes Anderson. In his latest film, Anderson takes us into a quirky world full of antique characters and settings full of eccentric artifacts. Sure, that's every Wes Anderson movie, but that's why I go. There's only one way to get the feeling of being in Wes Anderson's magical world, and that's by going to a Wes Anderson movie. No other filmmaker really does that. Yeah, sure, Wes Anderson is a bit of a one-trick pony, but when that trick is so charming and usually stars Bill Murray, who's complaining? I want rail blocks at every train station for 100 kilometers. Get in! (sighs) (laughs) I wish Bill Murray would pull up in a car and just tell me to get in. In what looks like Anderson's first animated film since Fantastic Mr. Fox, the Grand Budapest Hotel delivers everything we've come to expect from a Wes Anderson movie. Vintage costumes, Mm -hmm. stilted camera movement, and a mandolin soundtrack. There you go. Mm -hmm. With harpsichord. (laughs) Heck, it even has people riding bicycles. I mean, come on. Who puts that in their movie? People riding bikes. Genius. Picking up where Moonrise Kingdom left off, and where the Royal Tannenbaums left off, and where the Life Aquatic left off, and where, of course, Rushmore left off... The Grand Budapest Hotel tells the story of a murder mystery as only Wes Anderson can tell it, with panning camera shots, the occasional rapid-fire dialogue exchange, and people wearing scarves. Fines, Goldblum, Keitel, Balaban, Tom Wilkinson, Saoirse Ronan. This cast would get me out to a movie about the inventor of soup, but in a Wes (laughs) Anderson movie, this is a Michael Jordan slam dunk. 
With this cast, I wouldn't even have to tell you the plot, which is good because you can't make any sense of the plot, even with a trailer in slow-mo. Then again, what's the plot of the Royal Tenenbaums? Can anyone tell me? No. no. And just when you think this movie has got to star Angelica Houston, it stars Tilda Swinton instead. <laughs> well, good enough. <laughs> Wes Anderson has clearly mastered the art of creating timeless movies. No, literally, with his eclectic costumes and set designs, it's pretty much impossible to look at a Wes Anderson film and know what year it was actually filmed for, or even takes place in. A man in a crushed velour tracksuit holding a wooden tennis racket, sending a fax as he stands next to a butter churn while talking on his cell phone. Now you tell me, was that 1986? <laughs> so we encourage you to check out the trailer, except it isn't at IMDb. True to oh. quirkiness of Anderson, you can find 37 videos that aren't the trailer <laughs> at IMDb, including 18 interviews, six clips from the film, a featurette, and one clip of B-roll. We got that B-roll! <laughs> For the diehard Wes Anderson fans, these videos are a smorgasbord of delights. For the general moving-going public, it's a headache having to piece everything together. I'm predicting there's a lot of Jason Schwartzman, a touch of Owen Wilson, and some Adrian Brody. Doing... They don't have to do anything. It's a Wes Anderson film. Just show up and be Jason Schwartzman. Okay. I just love how unashamed he is to just do the same thing over and over again. Which I'm glad. I'm happy. I'm. I'm just saying it's. It's great that he doesn't feel the need to go do anything different. You know, you nail it and you do it. You do it until it becomes popular, and then you just keep doing it until they make you stop. Yeah, he because has of a, legal reasons. Yeah, he has a style, <laughs> and it's be- and it's beautiful and artistic yeah. and lovely. It's to me, it's like watching a painting. His, it reminds yeah. me, or of, a series of paintings. I love his stuff, like a flip book of paintings. <laughs> it reminds me of an interview I heard uh, Quentin Tarantino give many, many years ago on Charlie Rose, where he uh, he did. Uh, Right after Pulp Fiction, and he said he said to Charlie, "Look, I I know I'm a one trick pony. I know this trick's gonna get old, and I'm and people are gonna stop wanting to see my movies." Nope, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Anderson never are. had that thought. Never. I'm telling you, he started the entire <laughs> movement of hipsters. Absolutely, because if you look about it, Rushmore it started then. People riding bicycles and wearing scarves and fuzzy velour. You know, they're stinky. Those stinky sweaters and once oh. you get yeah, hot bit, under the yeah. pit, you know, mm-hmm. elbow patches on. Jackets. Oh yeah. yeah, all that. Goldblum will have those. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and how was he not been in a Wes Anderson movie before? Oh, yes. He was in oh, Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic. Yeah. Was he? Yeah, with wait, a little wait. red cap and everything. I yeah. saw this movie several times. He did. He hit a yeah. dog with a newspaper. <gasps> That's yeah. right. Okay. That That's so what good. I remember. Yeah. We enjoy you, Wes Anderson. I do like we Wes will. Anderson. We'll be going to this. He, and, and the trailer was shot in 4-3, 4-3, and not 16 Yeah, you nine. pointed so that out the other day. Yeah. I haven't seen it. The artist did that, too. It's a picture. Yeah, to try and show it's, what it was like way back in the day. It's great because that sets another, hey, what time was this filmed in? Right. Yeah. Wes Anderson's doing it just because. Because. <laughs> you know, this movie, when I was watching it, kind of reminded me of The Shining, only without less crazy and less blood. <laughs> I was just yeah, thinking you're right. that. No, it, it does, doesn't it's it? It's a big, creepy hotel yeah. with, you know, sort of a, a camera that's not moving around like Paul yeah. Greengrass. It's pretty great. You know, I smell a mashup fun. coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, shining Man, patent pending. Patent pending. Get out your editing software, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Rub it in. In theaters this Halloween. Oh, yes. Comes a new vision of horror like you've never seen before. Oh, I love this. They nailed this. From the twisted mind of Wes Anderson. It's the midnight coterie of sinister intruders. <laughs> the mandolin! Owen Wilson as a man in danger. Wow, what the heck? There's a bunch of crazy people standing in our yard. 
Hey, hon, I think we're about to get murdered. They that nailed it. Oh. oh, that's SNL, and they yeah. nail it. Good stuff. They did. They I nailed just, that. I just love an Owen Wilson impersonation by Ed wow. Norton. Wow. Hey. Wow. <laughs> Who did an impersonation the other day that we never thought should be done? Oh, uh, Jim Carrey doing Bruce Stern at oh, the Oscars. Oh, gosh. Who does Bruce Stern? Yeah, that's what it was. Jim Carrey we've talked great. about it. We talked about it last week. If you can do someone nobody else does, then that's gold. Not only that's did gold. he do Bruce Stern, just he, nailed it. His face. He oh, he can do that he face thing. Face. Yeah. Doesn't look yeah. so good from this end, does it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And I love too that he just called it out. He was like, it was intense, man. <laughs> just told him. Uh, oh. Listen, I want to get to Oscar talk too, yes. speaking of which, but uh, let's get to Vanessa talk first, yes. real quick, because oh. I ask this of everybody on the show, Vanessa. What is your favorite movie of all time? E.T. Oh, really? The Extraterrestrial. We have not had that. We've had close to 40 shows. haven't had an E.T. yet. Vanessa, let me ask you, when you were a kid, did you have the plastic E.T. finger that went on your finger and had a little ball? Whoa, 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 what? I had that. That was a thing? I had that, but guess what? I never saw the movie. My parents got me the toy, but never took me to the movie. I took. Did you they to have the to movie. explain to you what it was? I took you to the movie in your twenties. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling my parents did that move all the time. Oh my god, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I um I did not have the the little finger that no, turned it's on. Too bad. I um, uh, but it was uh I remember it very specifically. We went to Oklahoma, uh, that summer, um, and I uh we in the afternoon we went and saw, or I guess the evening we went and saw E.T. and it was. Amazing. Um, uh, I, I absolutely fell in love with Henry Thomas. I wrote to him. I wrote him a little <laughs> fan letter, and he sent me a little autograph uh, picture Cute. back and, and was like, hey, Vanessa, thanks so much for your letter. I really oh, personalized. appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, because I did it. And I, I have that. no idea where it is, of oh. course. Oh, my God, you guys. You know, it's one of those things you go, oh, oh, where is that? What? I did that all over the place when I was uh, young. And, uh, you oh. know, like Dan Aykroyd sent a specific one back. But then, like, Sigourney Weaver, because I wanted everybody in Ghostbusters. I wanted to give them to Karen. So Sigourney Weaver sent one back and with this letter, like, save the gorillas. I'm like, you didn't read anything. Yeah. <laughs> save the gorillas? <laughs> but what was cool is Dan Aykroyd had moved on at that point to um, some other movies. I think it was early 90s. And so he went into the stash of Ghostbuster pictures and found one and said, we're ready to believe you. And he signed it. <gasps> oh, Yeah, that's someone paying see. attention, right? There you, you go. Know? Steve Martin sent one with the uh, standard comedy. You know, it said, hey, Steve here. You know, something like, do you yeah. think I have time to sign every one of these? <laughs> Hell no. I'm busy shopping for those less fortunate and attending movie premieres. You know, the whole big thing was hilarious. Uh, it's yeah. like, that's the best. Yeah, it was, uh, but it, it But good was... for Henry Thomas for personalizing when he was, was at his peak yeah just fame. like a little and it was like one sentence you know but it was just Still. very dear and um and yeah i i absolutely loved it and and um and remembered that i thought it got it was um ripped off that i think i don't know if like Chariots of Fire or Gandhi or something won, and I thought oh it should have been ET no, you know no, something uh, Gandhi i think yeah, 82 um Anyway, anyway, but, wow. but yeah. might have been, I think it was Gandhi. You're right. But yeah. but I I remember thinking, <laughs> you know, of course, yeah. when you're a kid. Oh, I was, I was right before you the year before that when uh, Chariots of Fire beat Raiders. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. These epics exactly. are winning, and these better movies that you're going to be talking about much longer. Yeah, but it it was you know I I I loved it. I loved it. I still love it to this day, unchanged. With the guns, not the walkie-talkies. Now, Vanessa, uh, I'm sure Paul's going to work into this, but did that begin your love of puppetry? 
Um, no, no. I loved puppetry before that because, oh, okay. you know, because of like Sesame Street and stuff oh, okay. like that that a lot of us grew up with. And then The Muppet Show was on and that. Oh, love the, the Muppet, Muppet Show, Show made me just, oh. I And that that's actually, that's one of the first movies I remember uh, seeing as a kid, the Muppet movie, the original one. God, such a good movie. Um, where, like, I remember sitting there as a kid, you know, where you see, uh, you see a, a movie that, you know, that, that you go, oh, that was really great. But there's something that changes you about it. And and at the end of that, when, when Kermit looks right into the, the camera and says, life's like a movie, write your own ending, keep believing, <laughs> keep pretending. And I just was like, I will do what okay. you say. And I she was. just b- drank the Kool-Aid, and she's been doing it ever since. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Vanessa. It's fantastic. Because because I think you and I shared a very similar experience when watching the Muppet movie. Because mm-hmm. I, too, a lot of people, even in this room, probably don't know that I have a, a deep affinity for puppetry. And it was the scene where uh, Kermit was riding the bike. Right? Yeah. Because those legs go, were freaking hilarious. How do you do that? <laughs> and it's magical. It's That's so- all I remember of that, yeah. bike, of that movie is him riding with, like, Six foot long legs. Yeah. It's not a bike. guy. It's not a guy in a green screen. Nope. No. A suit. It you was know, a green the suit frog. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Riding along, and you know, and then him coming up and going, "Ah, I'm Doc Hopper." You know. Oh, it's just. But you wrote your own movie. Yeah. Segue into that, Paul. What? Her job now. She's going to be going on tour with yes. the Jim Henson Cup Pump Puppet Up. The Jim Henson Company, the same people yeah. that made the Muppet movie. Yeah, she just played at the Kirk Douglas Theater with the uh, Puppet Up. If you don't know what Puppet Up is, please tell us. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's called Puppet Up Uncensored. Um, it is for adults only. It it's, does sound dirty already. It's it is, so good. It is. Uh, <laughs> is it puppets humping? Oh um, yeah, they do everything. They're dirty. Oh. I saw her puppet go down on somebody <gasps> when I was there. But it, puppet well, down. Yeah. But yeah, but it it's um it depends on the audience suggestions. That's the thing. Some some audiences are a little less dirty than others, but it is um, mostly improvised. There are a few uh, performances that are rehearsed because they pay. We pay tribute to uh, Jim Henson and Jane Henson, uh, who started doing puppets. Uh, started you know puppetry on TV uh, and Frank Oz. You know back in the day uh, when they were like twenty. Frank Oz started when he was like 16, 17, 18. He, you know, studied with Jim Henson. But um, uh, it was, it's, it's incredible to know that history, to love it as a kid. And then, you know, it, when you get to be an adult, have somebody, have Patrick Bristow and Brian Henson create this show uh, where it's improvised puppetry. So it's, you have, you can watch the puppets up on the screens so you feel like a child going, oh, my God, there's the puppets. Or you can watch the puppeteers down here on the stage. We saw this yeah. with you before you got involved. And mm-hmm. my eyes did both. That's a cool part. You're yeah. going back and forth just checking it yeah. out. It's very, very cool. I just like the fact yeah. that you were able to see something as a little kid and go, I want to do that. And now you're going to do it. I think that's great. That That's so fucking awesome. Where do people find that's out amazing. about yeah. the, the puppet? Is there a website or something? Uh, yep. Puppetup.com. There you go. Yeah. And you're going to be touring uh, to... About five or six different places? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be in the United States. We'll go to Park City, Utah, then Monhall, Pennsylvania, then um, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, Springfield, Ohio, and Madison, Wisconsin. Are any of your family members going to get to see you? Um, I don't I don't know. Some I I've so. put it out there. Park City. Yeah. People know. Park um, City. Friends, you know, I've had friends uh, from way back say that's hey so we're awesome. gonna come and see you in that's this so Saturday. that's the great thing about touring is then you go to the towns that your friends haven't left and then come see your work 
<laughs> anyway, fun. just saying. All right, well, let's talk about some of the best movies of this year because it's the most wonderful time of the year. Or it's just ending, I should say. Award season is my favorite time of the year. Tons of free movies, tons of great movies. Sadly, they stack them at the end of the year. I'd love great movies all year. But that doesn't always happen. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about our thoughts uh, round table here. Just kind of open your ideas um, on Oscar. Now, I'll, I'll start actually by saying I thought you couldn't have gone too wrong because I love the nominees. I made my top ten of the year, and I was only about one or two movies different from their nine nominees. And, of course, I had a tenth. But, you know, I would have thrown Rush in there. I thought that was a great under, Rush, uh, absolutely. undervalued Ron Howard movie. Yep. You know, and I would have put... Um, Captain Phillips, uh, August Osage County in there. Yes, you know, well, I would give it to Captain Phillips, but so, so many but either more. way, from all those nominees, it's, it was going to go to something good. So I was happy even when it started. I liked the host. I thought that Ellen did a really good job this year. I like that it moved along too. There weren't a lot of carrying on. Yeah, I remember from last time she hosted. The bits out in the audience were okay, but uh, and, but her monologue killed. Did you know the pizza boy was a real pizza boy and he got a thousand dollar tip? Yeah, yeah, that's cool, it's, and that's good pizza if you are yeah. thinking it's just a bit. Mamas I don't, and big papas, mamas and big papas. Big mamas and big papas pizza. in Hollywood. But did you know the, uh, the, for those of you who have the internet at home, you might know this, um, <laughs> but the Samsung, the, the whole selfie was a bit. Oh, I didn't know that. That, that was a plant by Samsung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And they, it, why you got to come bring the, the, the... Well, I'm changing my well, profile was, picture now. It so was something that they... Now she, I feel, she now had I feel thought, manipulated. She had thought, wouldn't this be fun? Um, no, and there was an agreement. Samsung yeah, had an agreement with the Oscars that said... That said, they will get mentioned, and the phone will be featured at one point during the night, mm-hmm. and Ellen will figure it out how to do it. It was oh, well, it was unscripted. Was oh. It was unscripted okay, well, in that bad. regard, but it was it was still not an accident. Well, and Jerry, oh, I'm but, sure she planned on but, doing this. I mean, photos. hell, that's just like Hershey's saying, "Play our commercial." It's the same difference. That's it's just more creative the way and, she. No, did. I, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. She didn't say, "Let me take a picture with my Samsung Galaxy yeah. S." The score starts coming in. I like her even more now. I think she did. Great job! I love that the American viewing public can come together to watch a lesbian on TV. There you go. But John Travolta she... is not a woman. <laughs> Depends on the hair he's got. Okay. Right? <laughs> Jer- speaking of um, lesbians, only lipstick lesbian. Um, Jared Leto. Yes. Uh, he <laughs> he was not supposed to be in that little bit. By the way, he came over for uh, the yeah. selfie. He like ran across the. That's thing. awesome. And and he then he realized like when he was getting in there, he realized he was like, oh, all of these guys are kind of in on it. But he was like, oh, screw it, I'll get in uh, there anyway. Good you know, for him. So, I saw a shot from the balcony. Just excited, which showed Liza Minnelli like about two rows behind, still getting up there to want <laughs> to be in it. Well, they took a picture she already. To be in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, she and her sister should have sung her mother's song, or Bette Midler should have sung it. I don't know what was going on there. Oh, I liked Pink. I thought over she the did. rainbow. Pink well, here killed she me. She was breathing in the middle of words. Oh yeah, that. Fra- All right, you don't phrasing. say her phrasing, phrasing was crazy. Oh. Yeah, was, a little bit. I saw stuff online, and my friend Kyle um, Puccia, he definitely nailed it. He said his friends in New York were having a problem with the fact that she was taking breaths in between words and her phrasing was horrible and her diphthongs were all over the place. And all of his friends out here are like, she nailed it. She's so awesome. <laughs> she, I like that they got her to do it. Uh, I mean, I, I like that she did it. Um, she she sounded great, but yeah, I had the same problem Weird. phrasing. I was like, oh, honey. The problem is that song, the, the recorded version of that song by Judy Garland is just so in your head. It's yeah, like, it's so you got to kind of do that. Well, you also have to just say a word. If you're going to say somewhere over the rainbow, you would probably go somewhere over the rainbow. See how I didn't breathe? 
But she said somewhere over the, rain. the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> no one talks like that. Yeah. Well, <sighs> yeah, it's anyway. Yeah. Phrasing is an undervalued uh, thing because you don't often see it when it's done well, right? You shouldn't see it. Yeah, it exactly. That sound like talking. Like That's a toupee, right. Travolta. <laughs> That's Good right. ones you can't tell. I oh, predicted. Yes. Uh, That's right. And you know what? Wait, I have to say. Oh, yeah. Yes. Both phrasing and toupees were perfected by Frank Sinatra. I just have to there say you go. both of them. There you go. There you go. Could, there you go. Yeah, I could not tell your, you your history. Your history tip with Vanessa Williams. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would like to say prediction-wise, if you read the Oscar rant on themovieguys.net that yeah. I put so out great. to the world, um, I predicted, now I don't usually, I didn't do documentaries and short films so much this year, but of the major categories, I only got two wrong. I oh, thought Captain Phillips would win wow. Best Editing. It did not. I thought it would too. Yeah, and then... Uh, I thought um, Bad Grandpa would win Best Makeup. That because, makeup was great. Because just because, like I said in last week's show, the whole idea that you have to do good makeup for the film and for the people who are two feet away. Oh, and I yeah, thought that was a yeah. double win for the yeah. movie. That's a very but, good you know, the, uh, But finding out Dallas Buyers Club, because Vanessa and I went to a thing over the weekend where it was an interview and Q&A with the makeup nominees. And to find out they had 250 bucks to do all the makeup for the whole production of Dallas Buyers Club for 23 days of shooting. Yeah. I mean, they did a great job. How do you not have... More than right. What? Huh? Yes. It's whole. It's your whole plan about Please. the best movies. They just don't want to make. Well, yeah. So you notice all the all the all the stories behind all the best movie nominations was well. Nobody wanted to make this movie. Nobody wanted this movie. It took twelve years. Nobody wanted because to make. Because they all every wanted to make them. the Croods. That's why. Is that what it was? <laughs> Probably. Well, so if I'm ever thinking about making a movie, and I want it to win an Oscar, I'm going to find the one nobody wants to make. Right. There Does anybody want to make this movie? No. That's right. Sign me up. Just That's going to win. I mean. Whenever the movies that have won in the past of movies, like the one, the silent movie a couple of years ago, Life is The Artist. The Artist. The artist Life yeah. is Beautiful. Mm. Nobody wanted to make those movies. Nobody wants to make them and nobody believes in them. That's mm. the magic formula. That's, That's right. the then story of our lives. They've been, make, <laughs> they've been trying to make Solomon Northrup's story for 19 years, I think, right? Oh, who best, wants to make that picture? Oh, okay. no, it was 12 years of slave, dummy. <laughs> Well, I thought it was about the the uh, industrial giant Northrop Grumman who in the uh, no. defense contractor. No, no? okay, no. no, no, not even close. I see now, and I thought Lone Ranger <laughs> would take best makeup because all of the the, uh, the amazing yeah. like the the, the, freak, sweaty, the freak carnival and like, yeah. but all of his um, Tonto's you know Johnny Depp's makeup. I did that makeup for Halloween. And the prosthetics. You did. You did well. You did. Thank it you. Was beautiful. Yeah, this is true. They th- did. They did the opposite of what they. Do for costumes. Most of the time, your fancy costumes win. But for makeup, they didn't say fancy. They said, well, pare it down just the stuff that looked real. A couple they of right. lesions. They awarded. Right. I think uh, Lone Ranger didn't win because it's probably the first time in movie history where the movie was just so amazingly bad it couldn't <laughs> overcome, right? I mean, that you couldn't even let them win that yeah. costuming because the movie just stunk that it was bad. So, Paul, <laughs> so, I do have a question about the movie guy's uh, rant, yes. uh, Oscar rant. Do you, do you predict what you think will win and then what you want to win? I do both. I do okay. will and should. Will Somebody and should. So didn't, didn't read, read the rant! <laughs> well, ah! no, because here's the thing, I never pride because myself... Because 12 pages long. I, know, I never pride myself so on being though. a predictor, though. I, like, I don't, I'm never really all that good at it. This year was pretty predictable, yeah. though. So I don't, I'm not I like even really tooting my horn much because this, these were kind of predictable. Well, and I it did... made for kind of a lackluster rewards presentation yeah. to, you know, as well. But a lot no. of great films this year. So great films. Great, and great like acting. I said, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I loved Bill Murray. Shouting out to Harold Ramis. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. That really was. And, and it, subtle. And it, yeah, subtle and, and charming because there's so much uh, story about the fact that he and Harold had a falling out. Mm-hmm. And to think that he was the one who did that was very cool. 
Yeah. I did not know that they had a falling out. After Groundhog Day, they had a falling out. The story that I heard is that um, Bill was going through a divorce at the time and was behaving poorly on the set. And Harold Ramis said, I talk to my children when they behave like this, and I tell them to use their words and not throw tantrums. (laughs) And Bill did not want any part of that. (laughs) And that was it. Uh, Pick up your pail and shovel and find another sandbox to play in. But apparently they worked that out later. Oh, okay. Before he passed. So I agree with Best Actor. I don't know about Best Actress. I thought, I I really thought um, um, Meryl Streep would have won that one. Me too. Oh, she was fantastic. And Supporting Actress, I really, really, really both wanted and thought should June Squibb should have (laughs) won. She was great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. I did a tie in my oh personal my pick for her and Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins, Hawkins breaks your heart in uh, Blue Jasmine. In Blue Jasmine, she's great. But June Squibb is great. Yeah. She's a, every, steals a, every scene she's in. I mean, that's yeah. something she, she said it, for that. We all know that if you've lived back east, you know that woman. And she nails it. Oh, yeah. She right? nails that. Well, every year that's the, everyone's neighbor. Every exactly. year the it best is. supporting actor category is jam-packed. Like even this year, there's two or three people you could put in there. It, it's always overflowing, but this year, Best Supporting Actress seemed to be overflowing, which was kind of cool. You yeah. know, anyone Julia Roberts won that award. was yeah. great for she Julia great. Roberts. You know, for anybody well, for yeah. the Best Supporting sure. Actor, I honestly didn't think Jared Leto's performance was all that transcendent. I didn't. I thought Jonah Hill did a be- much better job at being somebody hmm. different. Well, what was interesting about uh, yeah. the the Q and A we went to is they showed clips from Dallas Buyers Club, <laughs> and they broke my heart. I was like, wow, is this? Wait, I saw this, right? Because <laughs> I saw Dallas Buyers coming. I thought that was a good movie. But I saw the clips and I went, wow, oh, these are really affecting me. What? Maybe I should go and see it again. Maybe it requires a second viewing. I think Check it, it out again. To have a deeper... But I can't watch 12 Years a Slave again just because that so is too hard the first time. I'm not going to see it. I can't. I'm not going to see it at all. It's, no. it's, it's, it's really great, great but, but it's really hard to watch. Yeah. And Lupita Nyong'o's... Oh. Fantastic. Yeah, see? Fantastic. She won yeah. the award. Great. Yeah. Yep. Anyone in that category. I can't Great. watch it again. They're yeah. not going to get a lot of DVD sales on that one, I don't think. Nobody's going to say, to own I that, need right? to own <laughs> Hey, if you want to see it, though, go hey, to the theaters. Hey, pop that in. Hey, hey pop that in. They're giving it a bump in the theaters. They're putting in more screens because it won right. Best Picture, so go out to the it's theaters. Because so they know no one's going to buy it. It's not a pop-in. No. No one pops not, in 12 years of slave. You're not getting yeah. done with the Thanksgiving turkey, sitting down with Grandpa and saying, <laughs> right. let's put in a flick. Hey, what do you want to put in? Let's pop that in. Pop yeah. that in. It'll be people who are, you know, cinephiles, but also people who are, you know, but, but you know, people who want to know that historically. People who have sex with children? What do you no, teach that. Disgusting. Yes. Cinephiles. Oh. Yes, yes. No, no I, I heard her. It's, I heard her the first time. Paul. It's <laughs> disgusting. It's disgusting. Hey, you know, uh, let's uh, talk about a little something that um, we yes. did. When, when, I think Jared Leto did deserve it, by the way. He was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I would have given it to Barkat Abdi. Oh. Who apparently just got cast in another movie, which He's is good. great. Oh, did good. that go through? He's I, a Kenyan marathon runner? He is the yeah, actor I think now. so, yeah. I think that's the one that's Shut supposed up. to do. Great. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that guy keeps working. He's, he's super really skinny, and he won an award. Or he didn't win, did he? No. Well, he, he lost a lot of weight for the role. That never, right. that never happens in Hollywood, right? super skinny people well, winning anything. Here's what I was going to say. So he's out of nowhere, super skinny, tall guy who wins an award. And then we got the other chick who was super giant, and she didn't she actually win the precious chick? Oh. Out of nowhere? Monique, Monique won. Gabri- oh, Gabri- Gabri- she didn't win. Oh. She did not win. But I want Monique, her to continue. also big, won. <laughs> I want her to continue her career, too. I'm just saying, these are unknowns that come in and gangbusters get nominated and keep working. 
Yeah, she was on Big C there. Yeah, I love her on that. So she, she's still good. Good for going. her. All right, but let's talk about uh, a little something, a little segment we had on here when Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away. Oh. Mm. We were all uh, crushed. One of the great actors that we had going. Yeah. But when we looked at his resume, we were always surprised at all the great movies he was in, mm-hmm. and it reminded us... That's right! He's in that! Oh, that's right. That's but, uh, right so I would like was. to play That's Right with the in-memoriam sequence oh, of the Oscars, okay. but we're going to switch it up a little and call it, Is That Right? Oh, is that right? right. Oh, is that, is right? that right? A little melancholy. Oh, that guy died. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, is that right? Right? Okay. Uh, for example, I think we know that Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away, James Gandolfini mm-hmm. and Paul Walker, Sid Caesar also passed yeah. away, yeah. and Harold Ramis. Yeah. Uh, Hal Needham. Is that right? Is that right? I would say who? Hal Needham. <laughs> Am I playing the wrong game? I'm playing the who? Joan well, Fontaine. Again, oh. Joan Fontaine. Is that right? Is that right? Is, is that, that the voiceover right? artist? Is that right? I don't know who this <laughs> is. That's June Foray. Thank you. Joan That's Fontaine. John Fontaine. Peter O'Toole Older. passed away. Is that right? I knew that. Peter O'Toole. Is that right? Is that right? right? Is that, is that right? That is, oh, my God. Maximilian Schell. Is that, is that right? right? Is that right? Is that right? Who? He died? Yeah. Tom Laughlin. Oh, is that, is that right? right? I'm going with who again? Yeah, I'm going with who on this one? He's a director, yeah. Is that he, my he acting Billy teacher Jack. from college? No, is that our acting oh, teacher from I college? I swear to God, that's Tom Laughlin. Is that right? All right. Wow. Is that right? And uh, Esther Williams. Oh, is that right? Is that right? Oh, that's too bad. Neptune's daughter. So great. But here's who they forgot: Dennis Farina. Oh, is, that is right. That's right. His they forgot mustache him. alone should have. That's had. wrong. They forgot. Him. That's wrong. Well, I mean, they forgot him, but it's oh, wrong that they did. That's but very there's wrong. a bigger one. No, Jonathan Winters. Yes. Is that Whoa. no? Wait, is that right? That's did he right. die? It's right. Yeah. I and had, they didn't put him in the right. montage. Oh my god! You get a is shot of him right? destroying the the gas station from Mad 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 oh, Mad World. Gosh. That would have made my night. Yeah. Oh. And I, I wonder sometimes if like they contact families and they say, "Can we put your oh, maybe family member?" And they say, "No, they don't. They don't have to do that." Oh, <laughs> legal. Is that he right? Knows. They don't have, no. He knows about this Sta- stuff. No, it's Clarence. public domain, statement of fact, You and it's editorializing. You don't need permission. This guy. Uh, yeah. is, that is, right? that right? is that right? Is that right? Yes. <laughs> wow. All right, that's, that's enough of that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's veer from that into a quick lightning round of... What did you see this week? Before I uh, knew what I was getting into with the Oscars, I wanted to make sure I saw everything. So last weekend I saw Inside Lewin Davis, just mm. to cross that off the list. Didn't make sure that, it, you know, hey, this wasn't nominated, and what, but was it good enough? And it, uh, I can see where it's a real good film. Didn't appeal to me as much as the other nominees. So uh, yeah, I love the Coen brothers. A little slow. Yeah, I, I, and I, man, they, they were just like, like deeply thematic about like this guy's falling his life falling apart and his partner killing himself it was just kind of as a story of a guy just being real depressed about all that spoiler alert <laughs> it happens at the well, beginning I don't need to see come it. on lee <laughs> it's like the beginning Jeez. uh so anyway that's but but i i, I yeah I, I wish it was more satisfying but you know I, I certainly would have nominated you name it in here over that her you know nebraska so philomena oh my god philomena so great mm-hmm. But uh, that's what I saw. Why does her look like it was made by uh, uh, our boyfriend here who did Budapest Hotel? He should have done that. Spike Jones? 
Well, no. And uh, Wes Anderson, they're very similar. Very similar, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're very magical, very. Yeah, they they want their movies to be in, in another world. Dreamy. Mm-hmm. Wes Anderson has Wes Anderson land. Mm-hmm. You know, Spike Jones somehow has movies that take place in completely different places. Where the like, wild things it, are. While wild things are is a whole different place than being John Malkovich. Yet they all kind of live in Spike Jones world. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. But. And you know, he also directed Beastie Boys. <laughs> Sabotage. That's right. Yeah. So that's a Adam different Yock world. Adam Yock got a little shout out in the credits uh, of her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The great Adam Yock. So what I else did anybody see? Yuck. I saw, uh, I'm going to briefly talk about two things. I saw Gravity, and I uh, just didn't think that Sandra was, I mean, she was good. It just, mm-hmm. it's just all here. It's all head acting, right? And mm-hmm. and when you see the making of the movie, she's just kind of like superimposed inside the suit and all that. So so I enjoyed it. I As thought it we was discussed really earlier, it's so easy to act when there's no one to act with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about yourself. You're just Who Sandra you? Bullock. <laughs> It's impossible to act. Have you ever been in space? What are you pulling on? You're silly. All I just thought is that they just like put her head in the suit. Anyway, but her I, head but, had to be in the right place at the right time. You're not just sticking a. She's not just eating a sandwich and then like, oh yeah, stick that in there. Well, she's eating the sandwich at home. They're shooting her at home, right? She's not going to a set or anything. It's like it's like an animated movie. No, I liked the movie. I thought it was really good. I won't get into my whole primordial ooze scene at the end where she's literally right. crawling out of birthed. the thing and be- birthing. Yeah, you were right. Not, not just birthed. Yeah, not, yeah, right? Not just birthing, but she's like, evolution of man is happening right. right there. But the other thing I want to talk about real quickly is I saw Departed on, not TBS, so I'm not doing a TBS movie review. Okay. I'm doing the Bravo movie oh. review. Oh, all right. Because we need to talk about uh, an issue that Bravo uh, is, is encountering. <clears throat> they have movies that they show, and then they put commercials in their movies. But their commercials are almost always the ASPCA <laughs> dog dying yeah. commercial. They're hard to watch. They're not Vanessa. Not only they're hard to watch, they're long too. They're ten oh. minutes long, oh. and you never know when to flip you back. You don't know when to go back. Yeah. So here's what happened. So I'm watching The Departed, yeah. and and it's a hard transition from <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio to dead dog in cage. It's just poor oh, dog in cage. So no. yeah. In the eyes yeah. Of so I don't even see it coming. So I don't have any chance oh to, to right. So I'm at least getting it's that hard, much. Yeah. But like Karen said, it goes on for ten minutes. You flip around. So I flip around, and then I forget what movie I'm watching. <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, I want to go back to Departed twenty minutes later, which means I get five more minutes of Departed, and then back into Dead Dog again. <laughs> oh, it's Shake, murder. Shaky terrier in oh, a cage. Shaky terrier. Yes. Oh, it's so sad. And you also Kitty explained eyes. to us that they've now because I can't watch a movie on te- regular television. I can't. Do, I don't have cable anyway for a year and a half. But. I can't do it because the way they chop them up, not just for commercials, but you said now they're not even bleeping out words. They no. just take them out. They yeah. just it's just silence. So silence. Yeah, yeah. Silence. That's yeah. Just so weird. We talked about there That's was there were three weird. three ways to edit language for for movies on television. One is to replace it. Right. Mother scratcher. Um, right. The other one, the oldest one, I think. Does everyone remember literally bleeping it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you yeah. hear yeah. this, and which then, is great. I yes. like that one. That's right. And then they went to mother scratcher, and now it's just. Uh, 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 that's and right. it's just silence. Yeah. So they did a, it on the Oscars. Paul was saying during the Twelve Years a Slave clip. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't had, want to say the N word, so they. Yeah. Could you not find another clip? And, yeah. And <laughs> that's true. Maybe they, not. This and isn't. They dropped that is, word a lot in that movie. Well, this isn't Django. I'm pretty sure I can find <laughs> six minutes, six seconds of. And when it's television, they also cut away to some weird chandelier shot. Because oh, they yes. don't want you to be able to read their lips, oh. <laughs> which is ridiculous. It's the dumbest is thing ever. It's a bunch of bolt. Beep. Beep. 
Are you familiar with More the Pan and Scan? Does everyone oh, yeah, know what the yeah, Pan yeah, Scan? Yeah. Do you remember the Pan and Scan? Oh, yeah, yeah. When they couldn't fit the whole film uh, image on the TV and they would literally move. They didn't want to letterbox it. Because right. oh, God. God forbid you think, hey, I'm not getting the whole movie. Yeah, that's right. But you're not getting the whole movie when they cut it off the sides. Oh, that's yeah. Right. Made me nuts. That's right. So that's what All I saw right. this week. Got um, anything, Vanessa, real quick? I, I saw um, Only When I Laugh. Old school, like I've never seen. Oh that. God, what? Christy McNichol and uh, Marsha Mason. Oh, no, it was not Walter Matha. And uh, it's oh, and it's Simon. about uh, it's about a an alcoholic mother and her teenage daughter. Kind of her her she's like trying to clean up her life, and her teenage daughter is you know decides Vanessa, to like, go live with her dad. Watching Bravo. No, <laughs> no, right. but I nanny sometimes, and, and it, the oh, kids okay. sleeping, and you're like, right. "What's on the What's TV?" <laughs> and right. then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, in the eyes, <laughs> Twitchy Terry. A lot of those seventies, a lot of those seventies movies I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen uh, anything with Marsha Mason is going to be a heartbreaker. You're going to be crying yeah. at the end. It's Same just, time next year, never saw. Oh that. God, so yeah. good, Alan Alda and Ellen not. Burstyn. <gasps> you must see that. But let's uh, let's get on to, uh, <laughs> to the, going out big like we like to do. Yeah, it's big. With uh, Karen's birthday, celebrating the birthdays of those who make the movies. Karen. All right, let's start off the week of wishing a birthday to the lovely and talented Catherine O'Hara, who turns sixty but can play anywhere from live action to animated. She first came on the scene in the Second City TV show SCTV and soon made a name for herself starring in a string of Christopher Guest mockumentary films. Guys, can you name a couple? Mighty Wind? Yes. Uh, for your consideration. Waiting uh-huh. for government. Waiting Best for in show. Very nice, all four. There you go. There are so many wonderful things to say about Miss Catherine O'Hara. Here are just a few. She was a close friend to the late, great John Candy and gave a tearful eulogy at his funeral. Her acting mentor was Gilda Radner. Oh, wow. Hmm. And Paul, you're going to love this. She wrote SCTV's 1976 sketch, High Q. Oh, <gasps> she wrote nice. that. That is oh, I wish I had a clip. That's love so funny. Love you, Catherine O'Hara. Love you. I that was makes her, so proud of her. That makes her like younger than all the rest of the guys, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, your Bill Murray's, I know those, it's not Canada, but yeah. mm-hmm. Bill Murray and those she guys was, are like in their 60. late 60s, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was, here's the thing I love most about her. She was super cool when Paul and I met her at Target. This is true. <gasps> what Target did you meet her at? It was the West Hollywood Target. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm talking dead parents all day today, but um, my mom <laughs> had cancer. And so I went back to be with her for the last couple of uh, weeks and stuff. And Should this real music really be? This is music. <laughs> part go down. But and I, Paul had bought me all the SCTV shows, all of them. And so when I was sitting there with my mom, she had a very short attention span, but we could watch SCTV because it's a bunch of sketches. Uh-huh. And she loved the humor, and we had a blast. So we just mm-hmm. kept watching all of these back to back to back. So I saw all these sketches. And so then I, that whole thing happened with my mom. I came back here. We were at the Target. It was within like a week of being home with my mom and letting her go. And I'm at the Target and I see Catherine O'Hara. And Paul's like, that's Catherine O'Hara. And I just kind of handed Paul what I was carrying. And I just walked over to her. I didn't think twice. And I just looked and said, Catherine O'Hara, thank you for making me laugh. And I told her the story about being with my mom. And before I knew it, she's hugging me. We're crying. Her sister's crying. Paul's just standing there going, I hope this is okay. I hope this is okay. (laughs) And she was Fucking awesome. There's an interesting footnote to that story where, yeah, there we go. where <laughs> Catherine Yay! O'Hara runs into Bill Murray at a party <laughs> and they swap stories about you. They're like, this girl's <laughs> losing her parents all dramatically. I think that's crazy. Yeah. My father, I... 
Plus, she was fantastic. Wait a minute. She told me it was Ghostbusters. She told me it was SCT. No, no, two different parents. Two different parents. She had two parents. Okay. So great. But let's be fun again and say a happy birthday to someone I really wish I'd run into a target as well is the great Daniel Craig. Ooh, dreamy. Who turns 46 but can play anywhere from business casual to black tie required. We all know Daniel Craig from his work as James Bond and The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and other movies I haven't seen. But did you know that he turned down a really famous role in one of Adam's favorite movies? Anybody? Yes, he was Wolverine. Uh, No. Oh, no. I guess so. He turned down Thor. Oh. Yeah, they I asked him to do it. Thank goodness. Do not mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Thank Isn't goodness. that strange? Yeah. I thought that was strange too. He's a little uh, too mannered for Thor. Right? Yeah. He just seems too completely perfect, perfect and he's sexy too, and together. Perfect and, yeah, for Bond. Too, yeah, um, too mannered. Yeah. For, yeah. For you need too, to be more Renfair to play that part. Very yeah. yes. yes. You're Chris just like Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Now, when I found out that he had turned down Thor uh, and it went to Chris Hemsworth, it made me think to myself, Vanessa, I said, I wonder if Daniel Craig has ever been naked in a movie. So I immediately did some research. I found out that in the 2000 film Some Voices, he is completely naked. Go online and look. There's a scene where he's in a bunch of garbage. It's hooray, fantastic. Hooray, hooray, hooray. He's naked in Bond, too. Oh, yeah, yes. More or less. That's true. Yeah. Like junk naked? Oh, in this movie, yeah. junk naked. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. So I have put that at the top <laughs> of my... Paul is completely unimpressed, by the way. <laughs> oh, if you'd seen this, you'd be impressed. <laughs> uh, I added I it to I my do. list of movies to watch. And if Paul... And Paul, if you and Lee would like to look like Daniel Craig, all you have to do is go to www.menshealth.com backslash fitness backslash Daniel Craig workout, and they give you his entire week-long workout regimen. And fellas, the secret is jumping jacks. I doubt that. That's what he says, jumping jacks. Just do jumping jacks. Naked? And he has naked. (laughs) And you will look like... Daniel Craig. Wow. Done and done. You know, yeah, we were talking about Herschel Walker, I think, recently, right? That all yeah. he ever did were push-ups and sit-ups, and he looked like Herschel Walker. Uh, Herschel Walker. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what you got to do. I, uh, I feel how like many push-ups do, do you have to do I, to be black? I don't know. It doesn't hurt that you can just sit back on 007 residuals and work out all day. I'm telling you. And now, Lee, that you're back, you yes. can attest to how much you know that I love hearing famous people sing. Uh, if there, people ask me all the time, Does, can you tell me two things about Karen? Yes. And I say, well, the first thing is she's gorgeous. Ah! Secondly, she loves hearing famous people talk or sing. That's right. Talk. You got those in the right order. <laughs> That's all right. Thank you. <laughs> I especially like hearing it if they're celebrating a birthday. So let's finish up our birthdays by listening to a lovely song stylings of Daniel Craig singing Gold Mines in the Sky oh. from the movie Infamous, which Paul tells me stars Sandra Bullock, which I did not know, that I I guess I own. Paul told me I own this movie, which I forgot. And he says that I've seen this movie which I do not remember. So let's listen to the lovely stylings of Daniel Craig. Down the line. And he was playing the guitar as well. Beautiful. Where the skies are always blue. That was the Andrew Ridgely of Capote movies, if I remember correctly. Because <laughs> Capote won the Oscar for, for an infamous starred Toby Jones as Capote with Jenner Bullock as Harper Lee. And, and I know, uh, yeah, Daniel Craig had a little part in that. But hey, that uh, wraps up another movie showcast, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys on Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys, as well as YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Vanessa Whitney. Yay, Yay Vanessa Whitney. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. And go to puppetup.com. P-U-P-P-E-T-U-P. 
ZPP.com. Boing. And you'll uh, check out everything you need to know about her tour and you can where you can go see her across the country, which is fun. And then another Muppet movie coming out in a few weeks. That'll yes. be fun. On your birthday. Yeah, on my birthday, March, March 21st. 21st. Uh, thanks to Steve Scholes as well for writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Thanks for listening. And we'll say hello to friends who said goodbye. Shaken, not stirred. When we find that long lost gold mine in the sky. 